Hi, this is Adina, and I am here with the inaugural episode of the 2019 season of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of Courage to be Curious. And if you've been a listener throughout 2018, you know that we had a theme that we carried throughout the year, and that was on Courageous Connections. And so this year, for 2019, I'm taking on a theme around conscious and authentic living. This year, we're going to spend the entire year exploring conscious and authentic living. And truth be told, if I look at Courage to be Curious as a company, the parent company that hosts Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, this is really what we're all about, is conscious and courageous, authentic living. And so this year, we're just going to dive right in and explore that in you know, a lot of interesting ways. And if you've been following my newsletter, I've been talking about a book called The Yamas and Niyamas, Exploring Yoga's Ethical Practice by Deborah Adele. It has become one of my source texts on living. It's a book I consult nearly every day. And I've decided to make this the source text for our exploration this year in Wonder Your Way to Brilliance. So if you want to follow along, if these first few podcasts are interesting to you, go ahead and get yourself a copy of the Yamas and Niyamas. Yamas is spelled Y-A-M-A-S, and Niyamas is N-I-Y-A-M-S, and the author is Deborah Adele. And so I'm choosing it for two reasons. One has to do with where I am, just something that's going on in my own personal life. And uh, ever since I started practicing yoga, which is probably about 25 years ago now, I've had the thought that someday I wanted to become, do the deeper training and at least the 200-hour teacher training and eventually maybe get to the 500-hour. And this is the year. In about two weeks, I begin my journey into a 200-hour teacher training. And so taking on this study of the yogi's Yoga's ethical practices seems really relevant. As I've come to realize that yoga is not really about the poses. 25 years ago, I would have told you it's all about the poses that we do. And in my practice over time, that the poses and the weaving together of breath awareness with poses is simply a way to bring more awareness. More awareness to body, more awareness to thought, more awareness to self and to self in space. And that isn't that a key to living a conscious and authentic life? It also means that yoga can be practiced without any poses at all. It's practiced through meditation, through breath work, through consciousness, and through how we choose to show up and live in every moment of every day. So Part of my impetus and my um, choice of exploring this book this year, it has to do with it's going to parallel my journey in yoga teacher training and I think enrich it and I will be able to bring things forward from my explorations into this podcast. Secondly, has to do with where we are in the world and I've spoken a little bit about this but there's a lot that's going on around us in the world that is not reflecting what, I, what is presented as the ethical practices 
in the yamas and niyamas that as a society it feels as though something has gone off balance and i won't even say it's just in my my neighborhood or my state or my country but probably globally that we are off balance and there are things in terms of how people are treated where power is um, the decisions we make how we care for the earth how we care for each other that feels out of balance and so wanting to continue to make an offering into the world that helps to perhaps contribute to a restoration of some balance. And so in my little drop of water in the pond of moving toward greater balance in the world, this will be one of my offerings this year is our exploration of this. So what exactly is this whole thing, the yamas and niyamas? And so I want to just start by sharing with you what Deborah Adele writes at the very start of the book. She says, I have a favorite mug that sits on my office desk filled with pens and pencils. This mug was given to me by one of my brothers many years ago, and I still look at it daily and chuckle. The mug says, things to do today. Number one, stop the arms race. And number two, floss. And she says, I mentioned the mug because not only does it keep me tuned to both the lofty ideals of my life, as well as the practical components, but it also speaks to the essence of the yamas and niyamas. These 10 guidelines sit as both a vision of the possibilities of human existence, as well as providing the practical guidance we make, guidance to make skillful moment-to-moment -moment choices in our daily lives. And I love this mug. It speaks to me for a couple of reasons. I can imagine the date and time when it was given, because when I was in high school in the mid to late 80s, the arms race with the Soviet Union was prominent and it was something that was on the minds the same way immigrations or walls or things like that might be on our minds today or terrorism. And so it was the arms race and as a high school student I was asked to speak on an intergenerational panel about the nuclear disarmament. And so this was the big lofty global concern at the time. And so when it says things to do today, stop the arms race, which is this huge thing way beyond, you know, the efforts of just one. And then number two is to remember to floss your teeth, something that is a part of self-care that is easy to do. The juxtaposition of those two things sitting next to each other is what it all of encompasses all of what's important for our consciousness in going forth and living. That to live fully and to live well, we need to be conscious both of the ways in which we're impacting the world in a, in a global big level and also the day-to-day -day things that we're doing, the self-care, how we're walking through you know, life, how we're greeting people, how we're meeting people, how we're, what we're shopping and how we're shopping and how we're preparing food and how we're throwing away food or all those daily tasks too. And that to live well means to bring consciousness to both of those things. And I think that's really what the yamas and niyamas speak to. And so what really are the yamas and niyamas? And so yamas, the word is translated um, as restraints and it covers the following areas and we're going to explore them this year. The first one is nonviolence, then truthfulness, non-stealing, non-excess, and non-possessiveness. 
And so the yamas are really about, you know, where do we need to catch ourselves, places where we can overindulge, where we can tip a balance, whether that's into excess or into, you know, violence, and we define that in a whole bunch of ways, into clinging too much to things and needing to possess people, things, experiences. So where would we benefit from more restraint and more awareness of a restraint that would help to create balance? And then the niyamas are observances or practices. So include things like purity, contentment, self-discipline, self-study, and surrender. Things that we can actually practice doing every single day and, you know, observe with action and observe with um, mindfulness. So these are the 10 principles that we will be journeying through this year with the whole goal of them increasing our level of consciousness, consciousness as to who we are, how we're living, how we're engaging and interacting with others, and the extent to which we are living in ways that are honest, true, and authentic to ourselves. I want to tie in the word, the phrase of courageous curiosity or encouraging curiosity, which are key, are central to in my business, the courage to be curious and the role that they play here in this entire experience of um, exploring these principles and exploring how to live well because the truth is we don't make this journey of living well which isn't an event it's a journey it lasts from you know all the way until we let go of our final breath and perhaps even beyond that unless we have both courage and curiosity and the courage, I feel like, might come first. And that's why it says the courage to be curious is the name of the company, because we like we get very comfortable in the way that we're living. We get very comfortable in the practices we have. We get very comfortable with the things that we own. We get very comfortable with the relationships that we're in. And why look beyond that? Or why even examine the quality of those things, where they might change or where they might go? Why even do that? Um, the goal is that we're continually moving towards something that's more conscious, that's more authentic, that is more vibrant, that you know brings more satisfaction, more happiness, more engagement and contentment. But it takes courage because every part of our being is wired to want to keep things the way they are, to cling to them, to grasp to them, to hold on to them. And so this going toward these 10 practices and examining, it's an act of courage. It's an act that says, I am willing to begin to see things in a way I haven't seen them before. I am willing to challenge my own perceptions. I'm willing to challenge the way I currently walk through life because there might be something on the other side of that that would be better for me, that would be better for the world, that would bring me something more of what I want, that would make me feel more whole and authentic. And so the courage really is the first part because it's not a given that we will do it. So then once we have the courage, we have the willingness to be uncomfortable, we have the willingness to feel ignorant, we have the willingness to be intimidated by the awesomeness of that task, then comes the curiosity. You know, the willing to say, I wonder what's there. I wonder what I don't know. I wonder what others think about this. I wonder where this could go. And so as we embark on this journey this year, the first question is to really ask yourself, 
where are you with respect to this courage? How willing do you feel? How willing, ask yourself, how willing do I feel to engage in looking at things even if it might challenge the way things have been, even if it might take me into places that are uncomfortable, even if it might open doors that will present me with things, I'm not quite sure what I would do with them. So what courage do I have and, and why would I even want to do that? Ask those questions. And once you arrive, or if you be, as you begin to arrive at answers to those, or at least something emerges, you know, then ask, what am I the least bit curious about? In this moment, what am I even the least bit curious about? And this curiosity is not about necessarily things that I can study like in science or architecture, you know, or cooking or things like that. But what am I the least bit curious about in terms of my own experience and how my experience intersects with others and the world around me? What am I curious about in terms of how my body and mind are connected, about the thoughts that I have, about the emotions that I feel and the emotions I'm not sure if I feel? What am I curious about in terms of why relationships I have seem to always go a particular way or come up against the same blocks or barriers or obstacles or issues? What am I curious about in terms of those things that bring me joy and happiness but I maybe shelf or put on the shelf for later? So ask about the courage. Wonder about the curiosity. And I invite you on this journey with me. So as I said, we're going to spend the year exploring, going toward these 10 principles and guidelines. We'll have guest speakers on for some of them, people who've been exploring and working with them, people who are getting curious about them. I'll share with you from my own personal experiences as well. And so I invite you to get a copy of the book. I invite you to begin those personal explorations and maybe to invite some others into this journey with you. So who in your world, your child, a friend, a spouse, a partner, a loved one, who might you want to invite into this journey, onto this journey along with you for this year? I also want to mention that our intention is to have some retreats this year that integrate the yamas and niyamas with actual yoga practices as well as a new coaching process and protocol I've been working with called MAP. And so look for information. And if you are not yet on the Courage to be Curious um, newsletter mailing list, you can go to CourageToBeCurious.com and sign up either on the podcast page or on the footer of any of our home, any of our pages on the website so that you can Stay informed. You can get the weekly emails of the podcast as well as invitations to any events that we're going to be running over the course of the next year. So thank you for embarking on the journey. Thank you for listening. And um, I look forward to the courageous places that we're going to explore together.